The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of the Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no, no, no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. Dave, Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by you, the fan. Hey, drunk his- Saints Drunk History Season 2, the uh, donation drive is underway. If 100 people donate $20, we will do Season 2. We are at 13 people so far. Donate $20, you get Drunk Saints, season- drunk Saints History Season 2. Uh, we did 2011 season, me and Andrew, both parts are there. It's awesome, do it. Uh, one thing I want to do tonight is uh, a friend of uh, on Saints Twitter, Ryan Hancock, is doing a donation drive uh, for children at the New Orleans Women's Children's Shelter. Uh, every kid deserves a toy, uh, especially these kids in shelters. Last year they raised $500 to purchase toys for children's. At the, at the shelter this year, they're they're doing something to provide happiness for the children at the shelter. A, if you want to help, you can contact Ryan uh, at ryanhancock at gmail dot com. R y n e hancock at gmail dot com. Contact him. He's doing a great thing. Uh, do something for others for the holidays. All right. So Andrew, the Saints are nine and three. Um, they beat Carolina. They have control of the division. They stomped. They kind of stomped Carolina out. Uh, Kamara didn't hurdle a dude, so he's in a slump. Clearly, no. I'm he just, did hurdle a dude. No, he like olayed a dude. He didn't like. Did, did From he? my seat, it looked like he looked like looked like that guy was saying I, I, he needs to be hurdled over, and so Kamara <laughs> hurdled over him. He olayed a dude, which was like his <laughs> sixth greatest play of the year. He's still. He, he kind of did look like he needed to be hurdled. He, dude, dude, the Saints, did you see the look in his eye? <laughs> he was kind of asking for it. Coleman got run through like twice by Kamara, which was... It's, uh, it's getting very difficult to have a man crush on Mark Ingram with Kamara in the picture. You can, you can have both, man. I mean, I am, they're trying to come so up with... Down, I'm so down with a three-way. <laughs> <laughs> so... Andrew, this would have seemed like a ridiculous question even like three weeks ago, but are the Saints going to have two 1,500-yard running backs <laughs> from scrimmage? From scrimmage. I was going to say rushing? I don't know. They're on pace um, to do it from right now, which is I mean, bananas. I don't really think the Jets and Tampa you know, are going to put up much resistance. I mean, I could be wrong, <coughs> but um, – I mean, we'll see, man. You know, Atlanta. I I mean, Atlanta. Atlanta has their moments defensively, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the schedule isn't so hard. I mean, they're not playing, you know, the, the Seahawks in their prime four times. I'll no. put it to you that way. The Jets are feisty, but they give up a lot of points. Tampa's just a fucking dumpster fire at this point. I don't. Dirk Cutter. He, but this he, was but, but this was supposed to be the year, Ralph. It's always the Jameis Winston is just every year. Jameis Jameis Winston and Mariota are terrible. Um, Mariota is okay. Uh, yeah, the Titans are doing all right. Yeah, but so um, Dave, your you boy really think Mariota sucks. He's kind of struggling. I mean, I he's he's not doing great. They're kind of like dragging him along. Uh, Dave, your boyfriend was awesome again. 
even though you you you're sounding like you're you're not which one which boyfriend i got two now ingram ingram your first and true love um ingram was kind of yeah he's kind of man except for the he had a couple plays in the passing game but i think didn't he have like 13 carries for 13 yards or something yeah besides the big run well he got a lot yeah well i mean he got a lot of that late game stuff when they were trying to just kill some clock so yeah he had a lot of run. He had like I think three runs uh, in a row where he got like one yard, one yard, one yard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, my theory in my column was that this game was like Goodfellas, Dave. Where uh, you know, in Goodfellas, greatest, greatest movie ever made. Goodfellas. Was, uh, what? Wait, Goodf- wait, 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 Dave. You saw this movie? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a movie. Where, where's, where's Hell? Held is too busy doing whatever he's doing in Minnesota with whatever lady he's got uh, to be joining us on our podcast. No, he'll be back eventually. He's got uh, work and other family obligations. I don't know. I think I think he's in love. In love. Good. So so love, so. Love is, have, have you have you have you seen this stuff on Facebook? It's like it's like really gross. He's like starting to be. <laughs> He's starting to be like. I love this woman. Yeah. Oh, God. Tom Cruise jumping on the couch. Tom Cruise jumping oh. on the couch. So, um, but in Goodfellas, what does the mob always say? It's like, had a bad day. Fuck you, pay me. Yeah. Fuck, fuck you, you, pay me. Fuck you, pay me. Uh, kind of like that's in the NFL with injuries, right? They don't. People don't care. Fuck you. Win the game. <laughs> Offensive tackle <laughs> out. Fuck you. Win the game. Uh, rookie. Best uh, rookie corner in the NFL, out, fuck you, win the game. Starting safety, out, fuck you, win the game. And the Saints, they did it. Um, so um, what, did this, what did this tell you about their ability to win in the playoffs and go far if they don't have these guys? Dave, did, did this sort of change your opinion, or do, are you just still – not? I mean, granted, they need Lattimore, obviously. But if they're missing some other key guys, do you feel like, eh, it'll be okay. They can kind of muddle through it and, and maybe still go go places in the playoffs. Did, that, this, did this sort of change your opinion? Uh, I mean, I would say I guess maybe as long as they have one of their good corner, you know, either Crawley or Lattimore healthy. Um, yeah, I, I mean they've they've done a really good job of next man up, um, and that that's fortunately they've gotten a lot deeper at uh, quite a few positions this season than they have been uh, in the past. And uh, you know this game I, this game would have been totally different if Josh Hill hadn't hadn't fumbled that ball. I mean, I, I think it would have been an even more dominant win. I think they would have scored again, and, and they would have put the game away early and stepped on their throat. Um, yeah, it's kind of hilarious that the Saints destroyed the Panthers because they kind of didn't play that well. I mean, they played well, but but there were just times where yeah, I, stupid penalties. Yeah, you know the the fumble that really killed everything. The field goal. Yeah, um, I mean, I feel like they kept they kept them around. I don't um, know, but but I I just I just it's hard to say when you're when you're talking about a division of. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Because, um, you know, you know that team so well. And I mean, a lot of times those games are close. But if they're not close, then I feel like then they're just total blowouts. I feel like there's not very much in between. 
Um, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know. Obviously, they beat Carolina when they first played them. I just feel like the Saints kind of have Carolina's number right now. Yeah, I mean, um, and so I, I don't know whether you can judge this this win, um, you know, and say, hey, okay, they're you know they can go into Philadelphia and beat Philly. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. Well, I mean, I just feel like Andrew, the game that the the Saints had control of it. And I, I never, I was, more, I wasn't nervous throughout the whole game. I was more frustrating, like, oh, they're leaving the door open. They're leaving the door open. Um, uh, but Andrew, I've kind of today. I was thinking, I kind of have switched my attitude about Andres Pete in that, you know, people said, oh, the 15 draft, you know, Pete's really good, and and Davison is good, and PJ Williams might come around, so it's a, it's a, it's a decent draft. And my thing was, if you pick a guard, Andres Pete in the top 15, like he's got to be really good. He can't just be like a nice guard. So I always kind of slighted that draft. But the more I think about Andres Pete, is he's not really a guard. He's a guard tackle, and the Saints, yeah. they missed their left tackle, and. What it, like, we didn't even, like, we were like, ah, Armstead's out. They'll just slide Pete over, and it'll be fine. And it was, but, like, how many NFL teams can do that and it be fine? Like, that is a huge thing that, that Pete gives them. It, yeah, I, it's not just tackle. It's left tackle. Yeah. You and, know, it's <laughs> the hardest position on the line. And, you know, yeah, so it's, I mean, basically, anytime Armstead's out, which has been frequent, you know, over the, basically since Pete has been drafted, He's been playing left tackle what feels like at least 50% of the time, if not more. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's just the reality of how banged up Armstead has been. Armstead's a great player when he's in there, but, um, you know, he, he gets injured. So uh, I think it's a great pick. And, you know, who knows in the future what Pete looks like. I mean, you know, he could still play on the right side. I still maintain that, you know, it's taken him a while to figure that out, but, it's not like he'll never play over there ever in his career. I, I still think he could, and you know, he may end up being the left tackle if Armstead continues to get injured. You know, at this point, I think you can say that Armstead is injury prone, and he may never um, kind of regain health and be a long-term tackle for the Saints. So, um, I don't know what position he's going to play, but I'm really glad the Saints have him. Yeah, um, I was. I I, I think I. I was watching the uh, Thursday night football game with the Redskins and the Cowboys, and I think Redskins, they said this season they've had 22 different starting yes. offensive line combinations. Wow. Uh, so, I mean, you know, we're, we're not, we're certainly not that bad. I mean, you know, like Andrew said, it's, it's more kind of the left tackle spot. I mean, center has been locked down and right guard has been locked down. And ever since Streif's been out, right tackle's been locked down pretty much. So, um, but yeah, no. It, I, I, Armstead was dressed. I mean, he was out. He was out there. He was dressed and ready to go. He just never went in. I, I guess I'm, I'm hoping that's good news, and that means he's he's healthy enough to go in and play if he's really, really needed. But um, so hopefully that means he's going to be ready to go on Thursday. Same with Lattimore. Lattimore yeah. wasn't dressed, but I'm hoping he's going to be ready. Yeah, Breeze was. They predicted on the injury report, so the Saints have to to issue an injury report, even though they don't have practice on Monday. And Lattimore was assumed out um, on the report. So Pete you know, was on the report, too. That, that Pete was on the report, too, which is an issue. Yeah, but he, he, was, uh, he was limited on that report. So, um, you know, again, it's guesswork. But if they're guessing that a player is limited, they're basically saying that he's banged up. But, you know... Yeah. Most guys that are limited these days end up playing. Yeah. Um, Drew Brees was pretty good yesterday. I mean, he had the one bad throw that Carolina dropped. It was an interception. Um, and he missed the throw to Thomas early. Andrew, how, I mean, how are you feeling about him? I, I said on Twitter, look, you know, it's we're past the days where he can turn David – 300-year-old David Patton in 2008 into a viable number two receiver. Like, those days are done. But how much of his... How much do you see of him as he's just not at his absolute apex anymore? How much of it is that? And how much of it is the Saints receivers just... They're still not very good, and Willie Sneed's not rounded into form and that sort of thing? Um, I think it's all of it. I think it's... <laughs> I don't think the pass protection has been that good this year, honestly. Um, I mean, I think 
at times. I think the offensive line has done an admirable job. I think the run blocking has been tremendous. Um, but I, I think when the Saints have been in third and, and lo- longer than four, and it's clear that they have to throw, um, and teams know they're throwing, um, I think he's been under duress a lot this year. So I, I think I'm not going to say the pass protection is always bad, but it's been up and down. And I would call it spotty. I would say the receivers are, are struggling to get open at times. And I think Breeze has declined a little bit. I mean, you know, like he's still good, but he's not what he was in 2009. So I really think it's a combination of the three. I don't think um, the, I don't think my that's, theory. That's why they're lucky to have Kamara, though. Yeah, I think you can get rid of the ball quickly. Yeah, I think advanced stats don't. I think advanced stats over give the Saints pass pass protection too much credit. My eyes tell me Breeze get get the ball out. Yeah, because Breeze gets the ball out so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But you know, there was one throw. I mean, it's hard to kind of evaluate Breeze on the whole because I think if you look at a lot of his throws. You're like, man, that just didn't come out great, or you know, it doesn't look as good as it used to. Um, but there's a couple things I think with Breeze. First of all, from an efficiency standpoint, sorry, he's at 104.2. That's his quarterback rating, and you know, for his career, I mean, that put that would put him. I'm just looking at his stats real quick. That's that's like the fourth best of his career fourth or fifth best of his career so you know in a 17 year career you know first ballot hall of famer like breeze and he's putting up a top four rating in terms of just efficiency i mean if he's throwing worse balls but he's still producing at that clip i don't really care about the style points or how it looks Uh, that's the first comment i'll make the second comment, you know, his average yards per attempt is 8.1. It's the best it's been since 2011, you know, and just, just yards per attempt. So, like, again, I don't really care how he's doing it, but he's getting it done. And, you know, the last thing I'll say about Breeze is there was one throw that he made, and this was either in the third quarter or the fourth quarter, uh, it was a throw to, down down the seam to Michael Thomas, and the coverage was good. And he led Thomas. I mean, put the ball the only place that it could be for it to be an easy catch for Thomas and for the corner to have no chance. And, Ralph, I remember texting you. You were at the yeah. game. I remember texting you right after that throw and being like, all right. That's- and it was just one throw, but it made me feel so much better because yeah. it was like, okay, he can still make that throw at least occasionally. I feel better. So, Dave – um, the Saints, obviously, we'll get to the preview in the Atlanta game Thursday, but Sunday was perfect. The Saints won, uh, Atlanta loses, and Philadelphia loses, which kind of tightens everything up. In the, and if they're only the Saints are only a game back of the top of the NFC, theoretically. So does that make you feel less that Atlanta this Thursday is a must-win? And if you were the Saints, would you be like, you know – maybe we can hold some guys out if they're not quite there yet. We have a little rope here. Um, these injured guys, maybe we, we, this is a desperate game for Atlanta, but it's not desperate for us. Let's hold them out and give these guys even longer to heal up. What, how would you, how would you play and how do you think the saints will play it? Dave, are you there? Uh, oh, there you go. Yeah, I'm here. Um, I don't think the Saints are going to hold anybody up. I think they're just going to continue to go balls to the wall. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it makes me nervous. I mean, it's just such a short turnaround. I mean, I know the Falcons are dealing with the same thing, so it's, you know, it's fair. But at least their Falcons are home. They don't have to worry about traveling um, and taking that extra day and leaving a day early. Mm-hmm. Um, I... But I, I, I still think, you know, and I, I, the Saints, I don't think they're necessarily looking at, at, the, at the records and all that. I think they just want to take care of business and take care of business in the division. And obviously that means beating the Falcons. Um, 
you know, it, it's still, it's, it's still very important because, you know, you're talking about the other teams that are, that, that, that are up there with the saints. You got the Rams and the Vikings. I mean, the saints would have to be at least one game Clear. better than both of those teams uh, to, 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 to go ahead of them in the standings because they've got the head to head. Um, so, I mean, it's really just the Eagles that they would, you know, that they could be tied with and maybe win the tiebreaker. And they probably still wouldn't even, I don't, I don't know what it would go to. I guess it goes points against maybe. Yeah. Uh, or, or common opponents. I, I never I remember. I think opponent, but, um, common opponents would be. Yeah. Yes. So, um, That's correct. yeah. So, I, I mean, I think, I think still the focus has to be winning the division, uh, which means you need to beat Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, Andrew, I remember in 2013 they played well, Atlanta. I mean, is there any theory that they should lose? Well, no, <laughs> no not but a, I mean, but Ralph, but Ralph is saying, hey, maybe we can, you know, maybe not we can a theory get, that, play, not play a, theory. a little risky here, and maybe we can keep Lattimore out for another week, or maybe we can keep Armstead out for another week, uh, but that could potentially... Uh, I mean, obviously, up. I want to sweep the Falcons, but, you know, if there's, if you're, if there's one game, I'm, I mean, at Atlanta on a short week when we're this banged up to me, if, if I'm playing odds, I mean, obviously I love the saints odds of winning in Tampa, the last game of the season when Tampa's ready to go on vacation. And I, I love the saints odds of beating the bucks at home. So, or sorry, the jets at home. So that leaves Atlanta at home. And if you were to ask me like, do I like the odds of Atlanta at home on a regular week with some, getting some of these guys back, maybe, yeah, I, I feel better about that than this Thursday in Atlanta with so many guys potentially being out or banged up. So. Yeah, I, yeah, but but from a standing standpoint, though, you want to lose that game to the Jets if you're going to lose a game. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, if I mean, you pick one, of course. Yeah. I mean, I guess my thinking is like if if they're watching guys warm up, right, and they're watching Lattimore, and the, you know the trainer's like he can go. But you kind of look at him, and, and the Saints are like, "Well, he could go, and if we were eight and four, we probably would ask him to go." But we're nine and three, and he looks pretty good. But man, ten more days would be great, you know. Um, Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I mean, I don't think you can force it. Like either he can play or he can't. Yeah. You know, like either his ankle is good to go or good enough that he can play and, and and play at a good level, or it doesn't feel right and. You, then you get 10 days off after this, so you don't risk it. So it's a cu- tough call to make. I think it all depends on how he feels. But, you know, the bottom line is, I think, two things. I think, number one, a buys in play for the Saints. After the Eagles beat lost to the Seahawks, mm-hmm. and when you look at the schedule coming up and who has to play who, there's a lot of games between these teams that are vying for playoff yeah. seating. So if the Saints win out, there is a strong chance that they're going to get a buy. The buy is still very much in play, and if they go thirteen and three, they're probably going to get one. If they go three and one through the stretch and they finish twelve and four, there's an outside chance. Now the head-to-head losses to the Rams and the Vikings they hurt, but there's still a shot. So you know, I think the Saints have to take this seriously. Like at this point, they're playing. I mean, they're playing to win the division, but seeding is definitely play and i think if if they win out they're going to get a buy and they, yeah, they may I mean, get they may get home field advantage you know and i was just thinking your case to that it's it's not an unreasonable thing to say the saints win thursday carolina beats minnesota the eagles go to la and lose and you got four teams at 10 and 3 like that's like you know yeah. that's not crazy um and at uh, that point the saints would have Probably one of the easiest schedules of all of them left. Probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, they still have to play Atlanta, which is tough. But you know, other Jets I mean, and Bucks. Yeah, I mean, that's and Green Bay <laughs> yeah. still Green Bay still lingers out there from Minnesota with Aaron Rodgers. Ah, you know, um, Dave, did you notice? Uh, I was confused, and then Green I Green figured... Bay has a tough schedule, though. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say Green Bay would necessarily make the playoffs, but Green Bay could totally wreck Minnesota getting the bye. With Aaron yeah, Payne. I mean they they play the Panthers too. Yeah, um, Dave, I was confused seeing number seven running around uh, on the special teams, and then I realized I've never heard of him. The, 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 I call him until quarter, yesterday. Quarterback Hulk Smash. Um, 
I'm excited for this. I'm excited for uh, what Sean Payton's going to – he told Troy Aikman that the, the Drew Brees heir apparent in the building. Was I heard that. I, I saw that on Twitter. I couldn't believe that. Um, That's very unlike Payton. <laughs> but are you... Yeah, he kind of he tempered that a little bit today. He was like, yeah, you know, it's everything's going to be earned on the field. <laughs> So I think he kind of backed off that statement a little bit. But what can he cook? Like I was thinking, because that dude is huge. He looked, he looked. But he's big, fast, and he was running down there like hitting people and shit. It was phenomenal. Um, but like, what could he cook the up? The crazy thing is, he he was saying that he hadn't tackled anyone since high school. So like, how did they decide that they're like, dude, you're gonna you're gonna go play special teams, even though you're a quarterback? Like, who makes that? <laughs> I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, who makes that call? They're not having Chase Daniel do that. I don't know, man, but after watching him, I definitely had the the thought of how the why the fuck did they wait this long? I mean, he should have been on special teams all season. (laughs) They've had him since week one. How did it take them this long to figure that out? The dude was a beast. They've been playing Harris at corner, man. They're not. They're they're not. They're not. Caused the punter to drop the ball because he was in the corner of his eye because he got up the field so fast. Then he almost blocked the punt, and he had two tackles. Yeah, what can it say? Uh, you know, you know how they brought that special teams guru guy in, and that was supposed to like help. Bringing, the, bringing, putting the third string quarterback on coverage units did way more for special teams than this guru. <laughs> the guru dude, West Coast. Uh, by the way, last I think it was last week I was bitching about how we have zero threat in the kick return game you know especially punting they ran it back um, but it was clip rama i mean come on four block in the back in the back the second one i saw and he he wasn't even close he, that that block didn't even need to happen <laughs> uh the first one i didn't see i mean would tommy yeah, Lee have, like, have yeah would tommy Lee have, know, have, have broken that kick if he didn't get that illegal block I think he might have, and that's it was Arthur Mallett, and I think that's yeah. why Peyton was so furious because he was like, "You don't have to make that block for Tommy Lee to make him miss." Well, I was so pissed. I was like, "Here we go. We finally, we finally did it." And, uh, <laughs> and flags yeah. it every. It was raining flags, man. It was man, and I'm like, it, it was a major bummer because Brian Pavick has been shitting on Tommy Lee Lewis oh, all yes, year. Tommy Lee fan. I love Tommy Lee. I want him to succeed. Brian, yeah. but Brian he, he looks so tiny out there. Andrew, looks Brian like... would have, if that would have counted, Brian would have blocked me and you. <laughs> yeah, because probably. It would have been just. Um... He looks. He look. He looks like what? Like when you're playing like in creator mode in Madden, and you make your own player, and you make him as small as the game allows you, and as light, and <laughs> as the weight allows you. I mean, he literally looks like that. I mean. You know, Sproles looked small, but like he looks even smaller than Sproles. But his hand—I mean, when he does fair catches and stuff—I mean, I I feel pretty secure with him. Like he—he's definitely been more reliable with his, just just with his hands and catching the ball. He could totally win the cash catch. Yes, I don't Ted Ginn, Ted Ginn would not win the cash catch. <laughs> um, they could put ten, Ted Ginn out there right after the like right at halftime. Like no, stay on the field. Don't come to the locker room. Go do this drill, and he would drop it at maybe the first ball. That'd be a fun Wait, game. Definitely, definitely the second. That would be a. Were fun... either of you guys at the game this week? I was. Ralph was. I was. Oh, okay. No, did you, was... you guys avoid each other? No, I just went late. I I didn't. I I. I uh... Dave, I'm there at the was... next one. Jets. They had. They showed. They had a close-up of like one of the Saints, I think it was linebackers, when they were out on the field, it was pre-snap, and they had a close-up of one of the faces of one of the linebackers up on the big screen in the dome, and he had like a pink little packet in his hand, and he was like sniffing it. I think it was like smelling, smelling salts. Uh, yeah, they do that a lot. Ingram does that all the time. Right on the field? Yeah. Like five seconds before it's about to be snapped? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! What do these guys need smelling? What do they? What do they need to be woken up to do? I don't know. Some this people. Shit is it's better than cocaine, man. I played sports with people <laughs> that liked it. Like they liked the, they liked the smell of the smelling salt. I think if you do it for a certain while, you probably you probably get used to it, and it probably becomes a thing. Um, I had never, I had, I've never seen that before. Nice job really by the like Superdome that. playing Jock Jams Volume One as the music in the dome the first half. 
Yeah, I did notice that. Good job out of them. Um, yeah, they played that. Bam, 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 you know, I mean, I thought it was tremendous for large stretches of that Carolina game. Now, if you look at the stat sheet, it's going to show that 31-yard run in garbage time that Cam got. Um, but that he, Yeah, that he zigged and zagged. It wasn't like it totally broke wide open for him either. Like You know, I, you know, I just love the anticipation of, you know, McCaffrey. I mean, besides the one player where he kind of broke it for the touchdown where A.J. Klein just completely – decided to double the tight end and ignore him and miss his assignment, which was terrible. Um, but besides that, I, I, I loved how they anticipated McCaffrey getting the ball and just stopped him dead in his tracks and lit him up a couple times. Um, PJ Williams did that, I think once, but you know, you take away the 30 yard run by, by uh, Newton and you know, they basically had about 80 yards on 22 carries. And, you know, that's what the Panthers do. They run the football. I didn't think Jonathan Stewart did much. Um, he kills you know, they the Saints, man. He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a Hall he's of Fame. He's kind of a Saints killer. Yeah, yeah. He's, hall, he's a Hall. He might be a first hall, first ballot Hall of Famer. Saints How killer. is he still playing? I feel, work, like, I, feel like he's, I feel like we've been seeing Jonathan Stewart for like 15 years. No, I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> Joey Galloway was playing? another guy that killed the Saints with Tampa. Yep. Steve Smith. Steve Smith, Smith. yeah. Um, but I know, but I feel like I feel like Jonathan Stewart was around Jonathan at the same old, time man. as Steve Smith. But he's but Jonathan Stewart is still here. Steve Smith is, is, is long Matt gone. Ryan, is Matt Ryan kind of a Saints killer? Mm, I don't feel like he is. But he no. probably. I mean, I feel like even when he loses, he puts up huge stats on us. Jonathan Stewart well, is. Who third. cares? You you can't be a Saints killer if you're not beating the Saints. <laughs> You have to win the game and beat the Saints to be a Saints killer. Well, yeah, I don't know. You think Steve Smith had a winning record against us? Definitely. He, a Saints yeah, killer. but he lit him up. He lit him up with two different teams. He lit him up with Baltimore on a Monday night too. So. Um, That's true. Uh, so. God, I don't miss that again. So glad he's retired. <laughs> so, I want to talk about, um, you know, Ken Crawley, like sex. Sex, sexy time. Uh, no, I want to talk about Ken Crawley. He's like, you know, at first we we're like, he's gonna, he's a nice little corner. But Dave, I feel like he's turning into like, he's not Lattimore or like Pro Bowl level. But even if you didn't have Lattimore this year, which we'd be super excited about how good Ken Crawley is. Like, take Lattimore out of it. Is he the... I think we'd... Go ahead. I mean, I think... You know, Devontae Harris aside, I think we would say, oh, the second, you know, without even without Lattimore, if we had Crawley and P.J. Williams, I think we'd be like, oh, this is okay. This is good. This is an improvement. Uh, obviously, Lattimore takes it to another level. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like we can be a little confident in Crawley. And, you know, when he w- didn't show up on the inactive list on a Sunday morning, I said, okay, that's great. At least we have one of our two guys back. Um, and I think him and Lattimore, both young, uh, both early in their careers, I would love to see these guys stay together for a few years and, and let's develop this. Yeah. The one thing, the one thing, Andrew, I was always, I, you know, look, the PJ truthers, I'm, I'm not giving up on PJ. I think he'll be, he might be good next year, but Crawley last year, even when he played, I was like, he could be okay. Maybe a decent, like third or fourth quarter corner but the thing that and I said it on the podcast I'll admit it it's like he couldn't find the ball and I was having a hard time thinking of a corner that struggled as much as he did finding the ball and getting that skill together and being really good because I remember Saints corners in history like Robert Massey and Vince Buck that like they they never could do that they they just couldn't fucking locate the ball and they were always in position but they give up completions but Crawley like He's figured it out. I don't know. If, I guess it's Aaron Glenn or whatever. Thank God yeah, he was back. You know, it's, God, it's impressive. Thank God he was man. back there on that pass man, to the end zone. <laughs> I mean, there's so many guys, I think, and, and I, I put 
Corey White, Patrick Robinson. I mean, Patrick Robinson's figured it out with with another team now. I mean, he, he's become good. But yeah, you know, I saw that game last night. He, he had a ball hit him in the head. That's him. <laughs> That's the Patrick Robinson yeah, Patrick I know. That's the Patrick yeah, Robinson yeah. we know. Baby. He, he, he was having a throwback Saints moment. He, he wasn't even turned around. The ball just happened to be underthrown. It hit him in the fucking head, and it was nice. <laughs> That's like the PJ Williams interception from two weeks ago. <laughs> Um, but no, I, you know, I think I, here's the thing with Crawley. Um, I mean, first of all, he, he, I think he makes an NFL team because of his size and his speed. He's got, he's got decent speed. He's got tremendous size and he's got the cover skills. And I think a lot of guys have that. Devonta Harris he had the size, had good speed and, uh, excellent man skills. I mean, you saw it in training camp. You saw it in preseason a little bit. The guy can cover. What happens is when the lights go on and you have an actual game and you have to anticipate and think out there, um, Devontae Harris has just been a disaster. I mean, mistake after mistake. He's not a stupid guy. I mean, if you hear him in interviews or whatever, but he's just a really dumb, dumb football player and just makes huge mistakes. And it's like you see so many. Corey White's another example of that. Great size. You know, if you see him one-on-one in training camp, he makes a lot of plays. He's flashy. He, the guy can cover. But in games where you have to think out there and you have to think quickly and there's a lot of misdirection and teams are tr- trying to fool you and they're coming after you because they know you're the weak link. Um, you know, what we're seeing with Crawley is teams are testing him and he's winning at least half the time. And when that happens, teams stop throwing at you. And that, that's what we're starting to see with Crawley. And, it's just so impressive because he 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 kind of remind like if you look at and that gives me hope with PJ Williams like if you look at PJ Williams here he's kind of another guy where like kind of up and down like at times he makes an incredible play he reads a play really well puts a big hit on a guy comes up with a nice interception you know he'll have nice coverage and then he'll just have the worst penalty or a huge mistake that gives up a big game. Mm-hmm. And so you, you just see him. You, he, I, I thought PJ all year has been very up and down. And that's kind of how I, Crawley was last year. Like you remember he had the big game against Julio. There were times where he looked really good. And there were times where he reg- would get flags. And the thing is, man, if, if a player is just smart enough to learn from his mistakes, and that's definitely yeah. what we've seen with Crawley. We're like, he's learned from the flags. He's figured out over time thanks to reps how these games get officiated and how to play to make sure that next time he doesn't get those calls that go against him so i think pj williams with time he's going to grow from some he of the said mistakes. that exactly he today better, nick, in, in nick underhill's story pj williams is like reps matter you know yeah yeah so i, I think a lot of people are saying oh All he's, reps not a, matter. he's not a rookie he's been in the system uh you know pj's going to be fine well, you know, I think he, he's at the same place that Crawley was a year ago because he hasn't been playing and finally he's in games and he's seeing how they get officiated. He's learning what he can get away with. He's learning how quarterbacks try to fool him um, and how to cover receivers. I mean, that, that's all part of the learning. And I, I could see a scenario, man, next year where you've got Lattimore as your number one, who's a stud, and you've got Crawley, who's now – uh, solidified starter and feeling really good about what the team needs out of him and what he needs to do. And then you've got PJ that is coming on strong. And then maybe you resign Delvin Bro because he's going to be a restricted free agent. And I don't think he's going to be that expensive because of all the injuries. Um, maybe the Saints can get him back for relatively cheap. And you know, maybe you get Sterling Moore back. And all of a sudden, you got four or five corners, man, that you, you feel really good about. And they're going to get hurt. And they all get injured. And they go. And then they all get injured. Yeah. But I mean, so it, at least might as well draft a few as well. But I mean, at least they put they finally put Sterling Moore in, and they they're done with Devontae Harris. And Sterling Moore is not good, but he doesn't make horrific errors. At least, you know. I mean, recent history has shown that you're only as good as your corner. That is more true for the Saints, and. And going back to Devontae, man, every time he's been in there, it's, I mean, in the three, he, he's had dirty hands in all three of the Saints' losses this year. And in the nine wins, he hasn't played much. And every time they put in Sterling Moore, the dude's slow, he's small, he's not that good, but 
I don't know, man. He's a gamer. Like he, he just knows how to play and he, and he's aggressive and he, and he plays hard. And every time the saints put him in there, it's a better situation than Devonte Harris. And I'm glad they finally learned, but like, I don't want this year. I don't want some young rookie that they're like, yeah, he's young, but he's fast and he's got the cover skills and he just needs to learn on the job. Like, just give me Sterling Moore. If we get hit with a bunch of injuries again and we got to put, put a guy out there and he's small and he's not as fast as you want, just stick with Sterling Moore because at least we know what we have in him and it's pretty damn good. I like Sterling Moore because if he gets beat, he'll just tackle a dude and give up the, yeah. fl- and give up the yeah. flag and play another play. I don't, I don't mind that. Um, Dave, the uh, this before. Well, let's get to let's get. We have a bunch of Twitter questions. Let's try to get. to I some mean, I, Sterling Moore has been dogged at every turn. But can we talk about that for, for a second? Like in the off season, the Saints basically were fine letting him go. They made no attempt to resign him. Uh, they handled all their business in free agency, making it clear that Sterling Moore was not a priority. I mean, he could have basically left at any time. And then finally, when the market like didn't happen, they're like, all right, I guess we'll take you back. They gave him a shitty deal to stay. Really? Then dur- during the course of the season, he was inactive, never played, stayed behind Devontae Harris the whole season, who was garbage. And then they bring him back. But all the dude does every time he plays is, is play decent football. Yeah. Are you uh, guys with me here? No, I'm, I'm totally with you. I, Dave, this is weird. I feel like with – Well, why does he get so much hate? I don't know. This is weird. Like, why, did, why does Sean Payton hate Sterling Moore? Answer me, Dave. <laughs> Dave, do you have a theory? You're being awful quiet over there. Dave, do you have a theory? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think – you know, he, he – they, they tried Devontae Harris. He failed. They got rid of him. I mean, I feel like decisions are being made quickly. Sterling Moore was like their best corner last year. You know, sometimes they're a little slow to come around to to make the right moves. I mean, shit, they refuse to run the ball when they should be running the ball. So, I mean, we know these people are they're stubborn. Stubborn, yeah. Yeah, I, the thing is that that's weird about Sterling Moore is other guys like Brandon Browner and I'm trying to think of of corners that the Saints have had in the past that that, that get penalties that just drive me nuts. With Sterling Moore, his his pass interference penalties for whatever reason, they don't usually bother me. I'm just like, okay, you got beat. At least you didn't give up a touchdown. Um, which I don't have any explanation for at all. But I'm glad I think they're secondary. I think it's so I think it's the thing is, man, Carolina's receivers suck. And it's a different, but it's a different, it's a different thing Thursday with Atlanta. But before we get to the Atlanta game, we have a bunch of questions. Chris asks Dave, I like this question. Uh, is it time to do Kamara and Hill in the Wildcat? Hill is in my doghouse uh, because of his fumble. So I, no, 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 I, no I not want... Josh Hill, the quarterback oh. Hill, the new, the new. Oh, Taysom or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the the BYU. Uh. Gigantic, the gigantic Mormon quarterback. No, I don't want Taysom Hill anywhere out there on the field right now. Oh, you're no fun. We could talk about that next season or the season that's, after. That's no fun. Stick to special teams. <laughs> Come on, if the Saints are up like Can 20... he return punts? Can uh, Taysom return uh, punts? Maybe, can he? I don't know. Uh, 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 this is from David. Uh, Andrew, huh? this is from David. This is a good question. Oh. What's, what's the most glorious way to win Thursday? A beat down by 25 points or a comeback from 25 points down? Mm. Comeback <laughs> from 25 points down. It's not even a question. Uh, yeah, no. A comeback would just be – I mean, I've already said that I don't think they could ever recover from the Super Bowl, but I mean – I mean, this, this would just be a new low for them. Yeah, I asked people to describe. I mean, if, they, if they were to give up a 25-point lead and lose at home to the Saints after everything that's happened, I mean, we're we're already never going to let them live down. The- they need to close down the franchise. I mean, this would be a, this would be a century worth of material. I mean, if you like, our, like our kids' kids would be mocking Falcons. Twenty-eight. 28 to 3 is so good and so brilliant and is the gift that keeps on giving. Do you realize that like two points in a playoff game is moved to the back burner? The blowing oh, the 17 yeah. blowing the 17 point lead in the NFC Championship, which I believe is the biggest blown lead in the NFC Championship history, that's on the back burner. Like that's what 23 to 
28 to 3 is like the sun. It just blocks out everything. What, is, what does Twitter look like in, in 100 years? I mean, I, I don't know what technology and social media will exist in 100 years. It'll probably be people blinking with their eyelids, um, you know, like Steve Gleason and just typing stuff with their eyes. So, you know, they don't even have to use their hands or pick up anything. But the, our kids' kids, I'm telling you, man, they will be mocking Falcons fans still 100 years from now about how we came back 25 points on them after they lost by 25, after they gave up a 25 lead in the Super Bowl. Dave, will you make a T-shirt? It'll be 28 to three New England on the front, or it'll be 28 to three, 28 to three Atlanta and the Saints on the front, and 28 to three New England Atlanta on the back. I mean, you know, you know me so well. I, I was sitting here thinking about what awesome T-shirt possibilities there could be if that I'm actually happened. Really, really disappointed that the system corner thing never happened because yeah. you know the. The hashtag was getting some momentum, and we were going to make shirts. So I don't know if we could come up with something else. Maybe something polarizing in the off season will unearth another cool hashtag. And we we need shirts. We need a podcast shirt, and we need it to be tongue in cheek, like hashtag. Yeah. Um, Chicken corner. Dave Chick. Hashtag Dave smells like nougat. <laughs> Dave, Chick Fil A or Raising Canes? Uh, oh shit! God damn, that's a fucking good question. Uh, shit! I think I'm gonna have to go with Chick Fil A. Uh, what? Yeah, I mean, what? I, love, I, I, I love me some canes. I love the sauce. I had canes. Like a few days ago, I have it pretty regularly. Um, we don't have any Chick Fil A's here in Orleans Parish. We only have them out in Metairie, so I don't I don't make it out to to Chick Fil A as often. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Chick Fil A's nuggets are so good, and just their spicy chicken sandwich is just the bomb. And uh, they have, have you ever had the chicken minis for breakfast? Uh, is it? That where it's like on the uh, on the the bread is the uh, like a biscuit. Yes. Yeah, I have. My kids love that. <laughs> yeah, of course they do, and and crackheads love crack. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, crackheads yeah, put I, that on a t-shirt, Dave. That's not something. <laughs> that's not something I would normally order, but one time they accidentally gave it to me, and they were like, "Oh yeah, what crack." Know? <laughs> no, no, the the chicken mini things. Um, no, they're so good. Plus, I mean, here's from this from a service standpoint, they're both very good. They're both they're both miles and miles ahead of you know Burger King, McDonald's, Wendy's, all that. I mean, they have employees that give a shit. Um, you know, that get your order right. Um, you don't have to deal with all that regular fast food bullshit like at Taco Bell. You know, if you go to if you go to Taco Bell drive through at ten o'clock at night, you fucking know they are they're getting that shit wrong. They are not getting your fucking or Popeyes, order right. which I love. Popeyes fucks up orders. Popeyes probably fucks up seventy five percent of their orders, and I get it anyway, knowing it's so good. I get it knowing that they're gonna fuck up my order, and I just like I, I feel like it's a requirement that if you work late night at Taco Bell, that you have you've had a lobotomy. Like it's a working requirement. <laughs> you just have to be high as shit. So final, yeah. final. So I anyway, to, I say Chick Fil A. I canes. I say I canes by a nose. I love the toast. I just and. And oh yeah, the toast. You guys are such LSU homers. I know we are. This is a good question. Why do certain Saints bloggers think they can't go on the road and win in the playoffs, Andrew? The Saints? Yeah. Why do bloggers think that? I mean, I have no idea. Because they, time they won a playoff game was because they want to troll and get clicks. But I mean, they won in Phil. They won in Philadelphia. Which listen, was a- listen. It's hard to win on the road, and if you're Going on the road in the playoffs, it means you're playing someone really good because they had a better record than you and yeah. they earn they earn home field advantage for a reason. So it's doubly hard to win on the road in the playoffs because you're going into a hostile environment, number one. It's always hard to win on the road. And number two, you're playing a team that's really freaking good. So, yes, of course it's going to be hard. I'm not suggesting that yeah. it won't be, but, like, 
in, in the years that I've watched football in my entire lifetime, if you're telling me that, I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at, at the Eagles with Car- Carson Wentz, and they look, they've looked very impressive all year, but it's still a young quarterback and a bunch of guys who haven't won. And I've seen a lot of teams look really good in the regular season and not be able to, to make that next leap in the playoffs. And I look at the Rams and Jared Goff, and it's the same thing. And I look at the Vikings, and they're, they're now in their second quarterback with Keenum and their second running back. So, like, are those teams good? Yes, they're phenomenally good. Do I think the Saints are incapable of going on the road and beating any of those three teams that are all ahead of them right now in the standings? No, I definitely don't think and it's impossible. Here, those three teams scare me less than the Seahawks when the Saints had to go to Seattle here's the a couple thing, years ago. Here's the thing why I like the playoffs this year for the Saints is all of the teams you meant, besides the Rams, the two teams that are ahead of the Saints really are the Eagles and Minnesota. And the thing about those teams and those fans is those teams have tremendous amount of baggage. Minnesota, they are as tortured a fucking fan base in the NFL history as you will find. I mean, that loss, the the Favre loss to the Saints, the 98 loss. I mean, they know Even it. Even the Fran Tarkenton era. Yeah, like they know it. That there is fucking torture in that fan base. Uh, They've Phil- never won a Super Bowl, yeah, right? Philadelphia too. Like Philadelphia, the whole the, the whole sports thing is tortured. The Sixers, well, well, the Phillies won a, a while ago, but the Eagles have a tortured fan base. And my point is, when you get in the when you when you get in to those playoffs, right? If you get in a road game and it's the Saints are winning twenty to thirteen going into the fourth in Philly, or those fan bases are going to be fucking tight, and that stadium, you're going to. They're gonna be. It's gonna. You're gonna feel it, and I think it works. It could work. And breathe as ice in his veins. Yeah. So, um, so what Dave, time does Chick Fil A close? Because now I'm fucking hungry. <laughs> so let's. That go. was a serious question. Do you guys agree with me that that the Seahawks in their prime in Seattle was much scarier than the teams oh, we're talking totally, about? Totally. Yes. Yes. Se- Seattle actually scares me. Seattle well, now scares me. Yeah, Seattle's pretty beat up though in their second. I mean, they're 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 yeah, missing. They just a, beat the Eagles. They didn't look that like, bad. They're looking. They're I'm, I'm gonna tell you something about Seattle, man. Russell Wilson is a freaking animal. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good. I mean, I'm telling you, man. I look at all these quarterbacks and Wentz, Wentz and Goff. I mean, those guys might be pretty good, but if but if you look at like the Breeze, Peyton, um. Brady and Rogers era, you know, I, I would kind of put those four in elite. And then you look at some of their contemporaries and some of the guys that have maybe come slightly after them. I'm talking about, you know, Jay Cutler, Carson Palmer, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, um, you know, uh, Eli Manning, um, some of those other guys, uh, Andy Dalton, Joe Flacco. I mean, those guys have all had their moments. They're all good to decent quarterbacks. Um, but none of them have kind of reached that elite level of the top four. To me, Russell Wilson's already there. I, I think you, you could put him, you know, I mean, he's a little bit different in his style. You might not be putting up the stats, but I to feel me, like... when, you just, you, when you look at just the quality of play, to me, Russell Wilson, he, he's, the, he's the only guy, even Stafford, who I would say is maybe a, a little bit better than all those guys I just mentioned. Like Stafford still just a little bit short of the elite. And to me, when all those guys retire, I mean, it's not, and Rodgers maybe has a little bit more time, but like, you know, in a few years when Brady's gone and Breeze is gone and, and, uh, you know, Peyton Manning's already gone, like there's the only guy left that's going to be on that level, in my opinion, is Russell Wilson. And they don't really help him because their line blows and their receivers aren't great. You know, I feel like, I feel like their plan is like, Russell, go run around and do shit. Um, so they, they, he scares me. He scares me. I would agree with you there. So Dave, the saints are going to Atlanta right now. Atlanta is a two and a half point favorite. What? Uh, That's bullshit. On Thursday night. How uh, the fuck are they the favorite? The saints are missing a lot, or at least they're a lot more banged up than Atlanta. Yeah. Unfortunately. And I would take the saints. Uh, I would take the saints on that. Not that. That's easy money. No, I take it back. It's the, the line is the Saints by one. Oh, so it flipped. Sense. It flipped. 
So wow. Saints by one. That line has been all over the place. It has huh? been. It, it's it's all over the place. So we'll go with the, the site that I use. Saints by one. It's pick them. Yeah, it's a pick them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, was Dave going to answer? Yeah, Dave, go. Pick, right, your, go pick your game. Well, man. I was, Andrew. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Jeez. I apologize for interjuging. <laughs> uh, good one. You've been using that one your whole life, haven't you? I have. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't make it up. Yeah, your dad did, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, you know, I, I, it's, it's a pick-up game. I, I think the Saints are going to win. Um, uh, you know, obviously Julio Jones scares me a little bit. Matt Ryan, he's obviously a, a damn good quarterback, despite what you want to say. Um, but... Uh, I just think the Saints are a better football team this year. And the Falcons have, they're just up and down. They've looked good uh, and they've looked bad. And, uh, you know, it's kind of hard because I kind of don't, I really don't know which Falcons team is going to show up. And I think that's probably why the line keeps moving around so much. Yeah, the Falcons are kind of a hard team to pin down and figure out, you know, really who they are, uh, whether they're good or not. Um, I'm just going to assume that the shitty Falcons are going to show up. And uh, and I'm going to assume that the Saints, you know, know, know what they they're, they're doing. This is this is their year, you know. Even during even during their not so great seasons, they've always historically done pretty good against the Falcons. Uh, so now that they've actually got a, a good team, I I expect them to 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 for it to be like Big Brother Little Brother status again, like it like the good old days. Uh, so I'm going to say. Uh, I'm gonna say Saints. I'm gonna say Saints 35, Falcons 21. Ooh. And uh, down in the Georgia Dome. Yeah, yeah. The, or whatever no, it's, the called. Dome. Yeah. No, it's called. It's Mega, called the Megatron. It's called the Met, Met Mercedes Benz Superdome, which I also have a problem with, but we'll get into that some other time. Uh, Wait, it's called the Mercedes Benz. Superdome? No. Dome. No, it's called the Mercedes Benz Dome. Mercedes yeah. Benz Stadium, whatever. Okay. It's sponsored okay. by Mercedes Benz. Mercedes Benz right. has two, two sponsorships uh, for rival teams, which that's, I don't know. It seems like they didn't do their research. Yeah, way to ruin sports, guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what the fuck is up with that. Uh, and um, player of the game, I'm going to go with. Uh, it's too easy to say Camara. I mean, goddamn. Uh oh! What? Okay, here we go. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go. Willie Sneed. Oh, that would be very good. I would. I <laughs> no. They need him. I mean, they need Willie Sneed. They're 15th and third down conversions now. They need to. They need Willie Sneed to get to get. They go. have the need for Sneed. They have the need for Sneed. Uh, so Andrew, Saints are a one point favorite. Apparently, uh, who you got? Atlanta. By the way, they're 18th in rush defense. 113 yards a game they give up. They're, they're seventh overall in defense. Yeah, you feed Dave's boyfriend, just feed him. Um, you know, he, here's my thing. I think the Saints need their corners more than ever for this game. I, I just think when you look at Sanu and... Julio, Julio Jones. The I mean, white the, dude, Gabriel. Right? Yeah, like, I, you know, and Matt Ryan. I mean, you know, he he's kind of hasn't had the same year as last year, but he's still very competent. Um, I, I just think he's, you know, the Saints secondary is going to get lit up unless if they don't have Lattimore, they, they need Lattimore and Crawley and PJ. I mean, it, they need a full deck here. I just don't think they're going to get away with. You know, I mean, it's one thing when you're playing Cam Newton and that, you know, he's throwing a Burson or <laughs> whoever the hell those guys. I mean, he's throwing yeah. a Russell Shepard, you know. Fungus. Yeah. I mean, there's not going to be Russell Shepard and, and just, you know, Curly Larry and Moe at receiver. So um, I, I think the Saints are going to need a full deck and Sterling Moore, a guy like Sterling Moore. I mean, I, I've just finished talking him up this whole podcast, but. I just don't think he's going to cut it. I think it needs to be Lattimore, Crawley, and PJ. And that, that's what they need out there to be able to at least slow down this offense. Um, if not, I think it's going to be tough. I think it's just going to come down to 
can Drew Brees kind of build off what I thought was a pretty good game? I thought Brees was pretty awful against the Redskins, aside from those last couple drives in the last, you know, three minutes of the game. And I thought he was awful for almost all of the Rams games. So I was concerned, and I was glad to see that he bounced back and played pretty well. Um, but I think if there's one game this year, like Breeze has kind of been let off the hook a lot this year. They haven't need the defense has played well enough, and Ingram and Kamara have been crazy enough that they haven't really had this game where they've needed Breeze to to kind of go nuts. And I think this is going to be a game where Matt Ryan is going to have his way. You know, the Falcons offense. You know, they just finished scoring nine points. This is do or die. They're at home. I just think, you know, the, the Falcons offense owned the Saints last year. I mean, scored at will on the Saints every time they touched the ball. I mean, I don't need to remind you guys how that went for the Saints trying to stop the Falcons last year. Now, this is a dif- different defense, um, but I think Matt Ryan has a lot of confidence facing these guys. And I, th- I think the only way the Saints can stay in this is if Breeze has one of his trademark gangbusters games. And I think this is going to be a shootout. I think both teams, it's going to be a track meet. Both teams are going to score a lot. Um, and I just think on a short week, the Falcons are a little bit less banged up. It, it, the game's more important. I think it means more to the Falcons right they ha- now. They, if they don't win, they're they done. They have to win. They, they're done. If they, don't, if they don't win Sunday, they could be potentially done because if Seattle and Carolina would both win, they'd be two yeah, games. Yeah, they're they, finished. They're, they're finished. finished. Yeah. They're, they're two out with three to play. So I'm going to say 37-31 Falcons, and uh, um, you know, it's going to be a tough one to lose, but I just think um, the Falcons are going to play kind of offensively their best game of the season, and I think we're going to be worried after this game. Like, man, is our defense, like, bad after all? And then I, I think the Saints will come on strong and, and end the year with three wins, but I think this is the one that, you know, they'll let get away. The thing is – I don't see it being an offensive shootout because Thursday night games are usually garbage. And Atlanta just played a war with Minnesota. I mean, that game, I watched the first half of it. It was hitting left and right, and it was physical. The Saints played a – I mean, Carolina's physical. I think it's going to be one of them normal Thursday games where they're like, oh, we finally got a good game on Thursday. And you watch it in your middle of the second quarter, and it's 7-3, and you're like – this is a penalty-filled fucking slop fest. I hate Thursday Night Football. They need to get rid of it. Fuck it. Um, I just think Atlanta. They just they have to have this game, and I think they're gonna grin. They're gonna gut it out, and it's gonna be messy, and it's gonna be twenty-seven, twenty-one Atlanta, and it's gonna be kind of not like a not like a turnover-filled game. I just think probably penalties and fuck ups will put the Saints in third and long, and. Uh, I'm going to say my, my go to the game, people are going to be pissed off at the refs. There's going to be some horrific call that swings it in Atlanta's way. Um, and that's what we're going to be mad at. We're going to be mad at the refs come mon- come next Monday. Um, so I'm the only one picking them to win. You're the only one picking to win. I want to pick them to win. I just, man, I just, I just don't think this is a good, I just don't think this is a good spot for the saints, you know? Um, but we'll see. Uh, hope, I hope I'm I hope I'm wrong because ending Atlanta's season on Thursday night in their own stadium would just be delightful. I I almost would rather I'm going to the Atlanta game on Christmas Eve, so I I I'd really want the Saints to win that obviously. But it would be it'd be if you had to pick one time to beat Atlanta, I might pick Thursday because then you put the death blow in in their own stadium, which is just makes it 10 times worse for them death blow <laughs> well i mean right like can we agree that they, like if they go to seven and six andrew they're not getting in oh the falcons yeah well i mean they still have to play the saints and and the panthers and uh who, who the is it the bucks who else would they play yeah, they probably have to play the Bucks one more time. Yeah, it's all NFC South games from here. Oh, yeah. weird. Yeah, they have the Saints twice, the Panthers, and the Bucks. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's going to be hard for them. I think it's going to be hard for them to win more than uh, three three games max. 
Um, and that they have seven now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they lose to the Saints on Thursday, uh, I mean, I think they're going to win two more max. That would put them at nine. That's not going to be enough to put them in the playoffs. So, yeah, I think they lose. I think they lose Thursday. They're done. Yep. Yeah. All right. So that pretty much wraps it up for this edition of the show. Uh, please remember we're, we are doing the donation draft for Drunk Saints History Season 2. Donate $20 and we get 100 of you guys to do it. We'll do Season 2. Listen to Season 1. It's on the website. It's awesome. Treat yourself for Christmas. Uh, so Treat yourself. Treat yourself. So for Kevin, who's MIA, for Dave, for Andrew, uh, until next week, the bar is closed.